Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy, happy. If anybody else is also, Sarah, I was laughing at, well, first, Happy New Year, everybody. I was laughing at your video you posted where you're like, am I sick or am I just in my 30s? And I think, literally, I think it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> I think it's everything. I do wake up every morning, like, convinced I have a sinus infection or, like, COVID or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wake up every morning stuffy stuff and yes. i'm like this is my life now i guess i feel so unstuffed like i'm kind of like the veronica's yeah it's very it's very hard and it's like i i would love because like why are we working so hard on ai make a machine that can just like enter your nasal passages and clear out all the stuffiness i'm sure that exists but like let me go to cvs again yeah seriously well i've been neti potting a lot anyway this oh, okay is, who cares who cares <laughs> It'll change your life. Okay. Do the neti pot, I think. All right. Well, I'm excited for that. But I also, um, <laughs> 2024, despite everybody having a cold cough of some sort, kicked off Sarah with so many stories and so many like stories that are for this podcast. It really did. And we're not even talking about the Natalia Grace documentary yet. I think that will be next week. Next I week. started, I did one episode and I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a six episode series, which is going to finished this last weekend but like up to date so we yeah. we need to unpack all of that to go heavy into it we sure do but for now we're unpacking another queen gypsy rose blanchard so i was gonna say her release was really i don't know about your i feel it was kind of and i was thinking before going on to record every holiday time there is a story that is just every meme everybody's talking about it like it was Elaria <laughs> baldwin and now oh it is gypsy rose God, I miss the Ilaria Baldwin days. Like, we were so young. Such a great, ridiculous story. We need more of that. Please. <laughs> so if anybody else wants to scam and pretend to be European, like, <laughs> honestly, we need it. Actually, Anna Dalby is doing just you? fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gypsy Rose is out of prison, and I feel like she was released a little bit early because I think she was supposed to be released not January 1st or maybe on January 1st but she was released like a little bit before the new year okay yeah and that came after like she only she served like 60 or 85 percent of her prison sentence as well yes so as a reminder she pleaded guilty to second degree murder after working with her then boyfriend to arrange her mother's murder in 2015 and her mother Didi had been abusing her for years she had Munchausen's by proxy and basically was forcing Gypsy Rose to get all these unnecessary medical procedures, take all this medication to kind of fix, quote unquote, illnesses that she never even had. Gypsy Rose's ex, Nicholas Godijan, is serving a life sentence for actually carrying out the murder. Hmm. So in an interview with People right around the time of her release, Gypsy said that she was supposed to have larynx surgery right before her mother's murder, which was what made her feel like she really needed to urgently get away. That is such a, like, every level of the story has always been so intense, but, like, that's such an intense surgery, too, with, like, doing a recovery process. And it's also, because I I know she's doing a Lifetime documentary where she's going to go into that more, or docuseries, where I was like, 
how do you even get to the point where like you're able to like find the doctors like you know what I mean for a doctor to be like okay we'll perform this surgery if like nothing is looking wrong in exams and everything well I think people Gigi would doctor hop she would change their names and move out of state and I think she was just really convincing like mm. people believed her but I did watch that HBO documentary Mommy Done and Dearest and there were doctors who were like what and didn't believe her mm-hmm. and tried to raise a red flag and she would quickly stop seeing them and then either like move or sort of change the spelling of their name see another doctor so it was hard to kind of keep track, track of down. them yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so gypsy rose told her mom she didn't want to have this surgery but dd didn't listen she told people it's not like i didn't think about every other option besides murder i did it's a I, it's I, a pretty desperate I, I, situation pretty, yeah that's a i think that is why people are i mean of course the internet will just be the internet ushering in <laughs> any person with me and stuff like that but i think just like the complicated layers of this story has always like haunted and confused and infuriated people to such a degree where it's like she this girl had was truly trapped from her by her mother yeah and also when you've endured abuse and trauma for years i think you're you're not really maybe able to think through a situation as rationally so it's understandable how you would think of an extreme option. And when you're cut off from like society where you're like, I can't ask anybody, who can I ask for help? Besides when she found online chat rooms. Yes. And so she did say that she had regrets. She said to people, nobody will ever hear me say I'm glad she's dead or I'm proud of what I did. And she added, I regret it every single day. And she served eight years in prison for the murder and her role in it. And in prison... Gypsy Rose met her now husband, Ryan, in 2020 after he watched the HBO documentary Mommy, Dead, and Dearest and mailed Gypsy Rose a letter. And they got married in 2022. That is, it's very, I would say it's interesting, but that is just how every, that kind of just is how it goes where you're like, oh, do you go to prison? And like, a lot of people find love that way. I guess it is love after (laughs) lockdown. I'm very interested what made her answer his letter in particular, because I feel like she must have been getting so much mail. Different area codes. And fan mail and all that stuff. Oh, exactly. But I, 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 maybe she just knew that that was her man because yeah, she still rides for him hard, obviously, because they are just she does. now out and together and vice versa. She Because she did go viral, and I'm sure you guys already saw it, for a comment she left on her husband's Instagram, which is interesting. He is verified with 175,000 followers, so... They are. I'm like, holy crap. I didn't even know he existed until like yesterday. Yesterday. And now I feel I know more about him than I I expected. I was going to say, I know too much. Too. Because he posted a picture of himself and Gypsy saying, and then a Gypsy Rose commented because there was like a lot of like people trolling him for his looks and et cetera. And just kind of like, again, the internet will internet. And she said, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not know anyone anything that's how you already know she is a swifty because she said she's a huge swifty she's like ryan shake it off everyone also yeah. is saying she's in like still like 2015 internet where it's like don't let the hashtag haters bring you down shake it off <laughs> i i do feel this could be a text oh or just bedroom talk yeah because you are with him Facts. and man on the moon room she added because they are jealous, because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire emoji. 
Happy wife, happy life. Happy for her. <laughs> you know what? I literally, I just raise a, I raise a glass. You know, get, get yeah, good for good, good for you, good for you. <laughs> it is that thing where I don't know if I would love her to take a little sabbatical from social just to kind of like exhale, which I'm sure she is doing. But people are watching her. Yeah, and she also because we talked a little bit about an interview she did with People Magazine. Uh, she also did an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, and um. She mainly said she's like, because they've been like, so what you've been, what's funny, they're like, what have you been up to since you've gotten out of prison? Which I'm like, you mean five days? Yeah. (laughs) Also, the week between Christmas and, like, how dare, like, what have have you been up to, The Hollywood Reporter? Yeah. What's anyone up to? What have you been doing? And she said that she's mainly been with her man and her father and stepmom. And probably figuring out TikTok. Oh, I cannot (laughs) wait for that dance. And she said that she gave them all 10 minute long hugs, which was sweet. And also interesting because I think in this goes into more depth in the documentary that comes out, but one of the doctors that she met with uh, called her mom a psychopath, and she was like very much against that. This is what um, Gypsy had to say. She said, I don't think that's an accurate description. I know that she suffered from mental health issues, and I'm not even close to having a PhD to know what the definitions of a psychopath are. But to that effect, the way it's used is common, insulting, and absolutely not true. She was a very sick lady and had a lot of mental health issues, and she would have needed medication. She would have needed mental health therapy, and she wasn't getting treated for it. So I think the issue with my mom was I don't think she was a devious person. She just needed a lot of mental help and therapy and more. Which I'm like, that's a very mature, mature. nuanced look at someone who, from the outside, was this abusive prison guard of hers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and she also did say that she's like very – she feels that going to prison kind of – forced her into a maturity that she doesn't think she would have gotten elsewhere. Like it kind of Mm. made her because she wasn't a grown, she wasn't an adult in any, she was a kid through all of this, but like. Yeah. She was being like totally infantilized. Yeah. So she said that that kind of helped her kind of look inward and kind of process everything. And I mean, who doesn't need some therapy and medication too? It's 2024 vision board. She also, (laughs) which is very comical, is a huge Taylor Swift stan and karma is her current song choice which i feel is kind of like a moment where she's like yeah karma is, karma is her boyfriend with the fire date <laughs> i know she really wants to meet her i don't know if that's i don't know if tree pain will allow that i i, I think no and i don't i i'm thinking absolutely not i think absolutely not i don't think we'll see gypsy rose entered in the uh chief's viewing booth yeah, I don't think she'll be at a secret listening session any, or whatever they call those. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, I don't think anytime soon. But she is coming out with a book, Release Confessions on the Eve of Freedom. And there's all the the deal with Lifetime that she has going on. So she's busy. Sorry, I think it's Conversations. Oh, oops. Uh, confessions on something. Oh, well, Jeffrey, there's still time to change it. Conversations on the Eve of Freedom. We'll keep an eye out for those things. And who knows, maybe we'll start a book club. Uh, I, I mean, this, I feel this book will be a very much a must read. I mean, everyone's going to read it probably. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. 
And people are reading a lot of things this week's hour, right? <laughs> yes, people are reading a lot of things. So it finally happened, sort of. So dozens <laughs> of court, <laughs> sort of, dozens of court documents related to Jeffrey Epstein were released last night when we record this. That's Wednesday, January 3rd in the evening, which was such a clusterfuck because I feel like I had just signed off at seven. Yes. And then I see like a breaking CNN shell of an article that the documents were out and that they were going through them. And I was like, oh, no. And it was 900 documents, by the way, like 900 pages. Which I really feel like I think all the high profile people that are about to be named are just like, it's so many documents. They're not going to go through. Oh, yeah. They're like, who's going to read it? And they're like, lawyer friend, like my lawyer, can't you make this go away? They're like, no. Well, yeah, they already had their chance to do that. Yeah. Block their names from being released. So here's the thing, though, like these documents are not Epstein's black book, if he even had one, which we don't even know, or a list of clients per se, as people on TikTok would like you to believe. Like it's important to note that this was not this was not even really a list mm-hmm. that was released. So what they are are court documents from a civil lawsuit filed by one of Epstein's victims, Virginia Jufrey when she sued Epstein's madam, Ghislaine Maxwell, in 2015. And the suit was settled in 2017, for what it's worth. But in fact, part of the reason the judge decided to release these documents is because a lot of this information is public anyway. So like some records have been released either partially or in full in other court cases. And some people named in the case have spoken to media outlets and journalists were kind of like, putting this information together piecemeal. Like there were a lot of identities that were kept anonymous and there were all these like Jane Doe's, John Doe's. So their identities being released is a big deal, but it's not like, basically it's not what people necessarily think it is. Because I think what people online think where it's like X A-list actor came to the island at this date to do this. Yeah. This former president did this with these people, you know what I mean? Where it's not really giving like a, a yeah. good journal. Or they just think yeah. like they're releasing his, you know, ledger or whatever Cli- yeah. of like appointments, clients. And it's just not really that yet. So there are going to be about 250 documents total. The first batch last night was around 40. So basically there are believed to be about 150 plus names that are going to be revealed. It's important to note that these people aren't necessarily Epstein's clients, but they are just people whose names might have come up in this case that could be victims. It could be clients. It could be his associates, his staff, his you know housekeepers, just like anybody whose name would have come up in these depositions. And again, these people haven't necessarily been accused of wrongdoing or criminal acts. So in December, a judge ruled that these documents could be made public. And she ruled that anyone who objected to their identity being revealed could file an appeal. And two people have filed those appeals so far. And we're just kind of like waiting to see what happens. I think one person is claiming that they live in a very conservative country. uh, And the judge is basically like, okay, prove it. And then I forgot about the other person. So last night, We got these 900 pages. Among the people named in these documents were former presidents Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Which I, uh, and also, uh, did you see that Epstein's brother was like, if these were released in 2016, the election would be canceled? Which, I mean, I don't know if that would happen, but I mean, like, it is interesting that, like, the two names that we were going. Oh, in 2016? Oh, 2016. Oh, canceled? Yeah. Well, I'm like, I don't know if we can, I, I, I was like, I don't know if an elections get canceled. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, like, neither of these are completely a surprise because Clinton, Clinton spokesperson, basically commented in, in 2019 that he sometimes flew on Epstein's private plane 
but denied having any knowledge of his, you know, sex trafficking. And Clinton's name comes up a lot in the documents because Maxwell accused Jufri of lying about seeing him at Epstein's island. And for what it's worth, the former president denies going there. And also Trump has been pictured with Epstein and Maxwell and referred to him as a terrific guy in an interview. Um, He also says that he stopped talking to Epstein a long time ago and fell out with him a long time ago. So, like, yeah, it's not really hugely shocking, but it is a lot of information. Yes, exactly. And also in the unsealed documents are Prince Andrew, who settled a sexual abuse lawsuit filed by Virginia Jufri in 2022. And Alan Dershowitz, who they're saying is Doe 24 in the documents. One of the victims in a deposition said Prince Andrew inappropriately touched her at Epstein's mansion in New York. And there was a weird situation involving a puppet. Yes. And for what it's worth, Alan Dershowitz has apparently long been trying to get these documents unsealed because he says they will disprove the allegations against him so this man's also a lawyer in his 80s so he is working overtime for it yeah in 2022 jufri said she quote may have made a mistake in claiming epstein trafficked her to dershowitz we'll just kind of have to see what happens that that yeah and other names that were revealed doe 183 is believed to be les wexner who's like the founder of victoria's secret and all those brands he said he wasn't aware of epstein's crimes and cut ties with him in 2007 okay who knows? <laughs> it's just Victoria's Secret. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Jackson and David Copperfield were named, but one of Epstein's victims uh, said she met Michael Jackson at Epstein's house in Palm Beach, but, you know, said that nothing nothing happened between them. And she said that David Copperfield did some magic tricks at one of his homes. So it's it's, again, kind of like these people are linked, but it's not necessarily allegations. And... We're, I guess, just going to have to wait and see for the rest of those documents to come out. Yes, because I feel it's not, it's one of the things too where I think people might be conflating this with like, oh, every person who's getting named is going to get arrested. Yeah. Which is not happening. Not really sure if anything, there is, of course, because it's like Epstein and names coming out. That's why there's a lot of uh, media fanfare, but I don't really know if anything will come of it besides that. In actual court, I mean the court of public opinion, but yeah, we'll really, have to we'll yeah. have to see what happens. While we do know the full story, I mean at least in our <laughs> minds about this, one is not totally. We just want to end on a little bit of a lighter energy for any of the Real Houses of Salt Lake City fans out there and the Bravo fans out there, because while. I mean, if you, if you know, even if you, if you don't watch Bravo, you know the finale for Salt Lake City was cinematic. Oh my God, I need to watch it again. I think I want to watch it. It's like appointment television, but I'm just re-watching that every Sunday to fill the HBO prestige TV void. Yeah. This was an HBO prestige drama, like the way it was edited, the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack was perfect. The cut twos, the flashbacks yes. to like an hour ago, everything, everything. like that. Very, very perfect. Even if you're wa- listening to this like, I don't give a shit about Bravo, just watch this episode. I think you can connect some dots. And no, it is not a crime to have a troll account. Actually, I mean, cyberbullying levels could maybe misdemeanor involved in there. <laughs> but I mean, we're not we're, – we're, Monica is not our topic of discussion because of the troll account. But we had to find a way to 
talk about it mainly because me and Sarah just really, really, really wanted to discuss it. So much so because until Sarah starts the subsack that she was talking about, <laughs> we're not talking about it here. Yeah, Sarah, it would be a perfect episode for you to start your first subsack about. <laughs> yes, thank you. I mean, it's the plug before the plug. <laughs> the plug it. It's the adapter. It's the, the adapter. adapter. Um, and no, we're not uh, dissecting the legal lawsuits that Monica and Heather are throwing back at one another for the beauty lab and laser situations. Not yet. But anyway, not yet. But me and Sarah did laugh so much that Jen Shaw, I guess, maybe got maybe her and uh, Elizabeth Holmes chipped together some uh, some box to get like the upgraded plan. You know how like you have the plane pan where you have like free free texting, but you have to upgrade for social. Yeah. Jen's like, can I get that in this in this damn present? I got some things to say on Instagram. I mean, I'm like, how did Jen Shaw watch the finale before me? <laughs> That's true. She gets screeners. What, right? Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> what? I mean. I would die. I am assuming that our social media manager is like, Jen, we got things to say. We got things I'm to sure, do. I'm sure, but. Still. I'm sure. But in my mind, Jen was sent an NBC screener. <laughs> was like, God damn it. Right. But what about me? That's what she was yeah, saying. I, that is kind of what she was saying. Where she was like, wow, the obsession is real. You started and ended this season all about me. I was like, did they? It's like they like, mentioned you like twice. Relax. Because also, your former employer or your former employee is on it, so that's how it's coming up. And also, because you were mentioned because mainly because you stole from Meredith's store with her. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. And then um, she went on to say that Andy Cohen is butthurt that she did not do a sit down with him. So we are just kind of laughing that like there's a world where Jen Chan and Elizabeth Holm are fuming while doing Jen Fonda aerobics about Andy Cohen. Yeah, I just, what timeline are we living in? Like, Oh, one that coincides with the climate crisis. It just, everything makes sense. I'm like, also, Jen, you realize that Monica exposed you because you were being abusive to your employees and committing crimes for which you are now in prison. Like, this is not a flex. Yeah. It's not a flex and it's not a facade. It's like you were, yeah, so That's babe. how you know this woman's made for reality TV because she has, like, no sense of. Oh. It's just like, oh, it involves me? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally made for reality television in prison. Like, she really Facts. is. She's serving her divine purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, but I do just love the shady Andy Cohen clapback. Did you see what he said? Yes. Because he was like, as a victim of phone and online scam recently. Because did you see he got scammed out of money? I did see that, but I didn't see what actually happened. So this is actually a good lesson. Because you know how we were talking about holiday scams and online scams and everything like this? Where I'm kind of like, Andy, Andy, here's here's what happened. So this is just a little pivot, a little tidbit. Because I think, I feel this season scams are on the rise. They always are. Someone called saying they were the fraud alert from his bank, and then they asked for his Apple ID and password. Oh no! And Why he would was the like, "Bank want that?" I, yeah, I don't know. But here's the thing: so he was like, "That never happens." But that was after uh, he offered up some like other personal information. But then he was like, "Okay, so this is like this is not this is not real." So by the time he bailed out, the scammers already had the information that he needed, and he logged into his bank account immediately after. And no. um, logging in through whatever the site was gave them access to his bank. And then they hacked the caller ID system. So the name of his bank appeared when they dialed him, which is like really intense. Yeah. Oh, my god. So they were able to be like, we have your personal information up pulled up. And they were like, 
correlating to things that he spent on. Yeah. And uh, also he was on the phone with the hackers for an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, shit. Andy, you think they know, know who he is or they just got a number and they were like- They just were doing the number. They're like, oh, this man has more zeros in his bank account than <laughs> But were we they are. like, Andy, I love your shows? <laughs> I would have loved it at the end of there, like, um, if you have any issue, or um, you know how like banks it always ends with, and um, at the end of this, you're going to be emailed a five minute survey. Oh if you could please fill it out for our customer service, they're so, like, uh, you're going to get an email from our boss Jennifer Shaw. Uh, if oh you my could God. have <laughs> convenient fill out. <laughs> hopefully, he's in the process of trying to get his money back. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that works out for him. Banks are pretty good with that sometimes, so I hope that does work out for him. He's Andy Cohen, so he'll be fine either I, way. But that that's. Sucks. That's also true. But uh, that's aside. So he was like as a victim of a recent fraud with that. So he was just digging in Jen Shaw a little bit there. He was like, I don't care about Jen Shaw anymore. Yeah. And because she was he saying was also that Jen like, was- Because Jen was like, oh, this is just Bravo trying to like slam me again because if they had the- f- like, Yeah, she was basically like, there's no footage of this or whatever. Or like they have the footage of what happened and they're just blaming me. And Andy was like, if we had this footage, we would have played it immediately. Yeah, he's like, we're Obviously. Bravo. If we had footage of you giving Heather Gay a black eye, we would play, play that immediately. footage. And then also she's like, he wanted to do a sit down with me before I went to prison. And he's like, I offered it to her. She said that, or she said, she was kind of like very into that idea. But then she also demanded a docu-series yes. to further prove her innocence. And he's like, but you're guilty. Yeah, I I heard she basically wanted them to film a docu-series of like, her getting ready to go to prison. Get ready with me, prison edition. Yes, and she wanted a ton of money, of course. And also, it didn't really... She was still claiming she was innocent, in quotes, when they would have done this sit-down. So he was just like, I had two reunions of her lying to my face about these crimes. I didn't need a sit-down interview. That's so real. You're yeah. like, we, we, we have the story that she wants to tell everybody about everything. Yeah. I hope there are no updates with Jen Shaw, but there will probably be updates about Epstein and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So we will obviously be keeping you guys up to date with that. And this was like a kind of little like quickie news roundups to kick off your 2024 before we dive into the Natalia Grace docuseries next week. Yes, I'm excited. And hopefully my nose is less stuffy then so I can talk longer. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. We shall see. But thank you all for joining us in 2024 and for listening. You can follow us on Instagram and not know the true crime. You can follow me on Instagram at Casual Danny, Casual with a K. And I'm at Sarah Lamim. And we will be back next week. Not Another True Crime podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and send all of your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.